You know I'm gonna get you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Basement Talk podcast. Ed Birdsall joined by Jake Simone, per usual. Jake, how about those nets? Ah, uh, big series coming up, man. Nervous, but excited. Uh, probably be out to Barclays Center for game one on uh, Saturday night. Should be a good time. I was at game one against Boston, uh, I think maybe two weeks ago now, right? It was when the series yeah, started. So two weeks ago. It was a good scene. So I'm hoping to get to maybe two games uh, this series. Hopefully James Harden comes in clutch again and pays for half the ticket, but not, you know, it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. When am I ever going to see the Nets this good ever again? That's, that is true. That is so, true. Before, I'm pumped. Before the Knicks come in and start taking over. Yeah. They could take over if they win a championship, uh, by all means. I just want to see it once. But, uh, yeah, nah, man, I'm pumped. The Bucks are a good team. It's going to be a great series. It should be. It should definitely be a, uh, a great series, and we'll definitely talk more about the, uh, the Nets. We'll talk about the other series that are going on within the NBA. Uh, we got some MLB for you tonight. Talk about some winners, losers from the first quarter. I guess of the MLB season so far. And of course, some other segments because this is a fully segmented show and we love our segments. But before we get into anything, it's been two weeks since we have been able to do again, what we start off every show with deep sleeper of the week, Jake, your deep sleeper of the week, sir. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Uh, deep sleeper of the week. I might have to repeat this one. I think this honestly might have been my my last deep sleeper. How about Jake Paul boxing Tyron Woodley? Um, I think it's like August 28th is the uh, the fight agreement. And uh, this Jake Paul, man, he's a genius because he's going to get another easy win. He Tyron Woodley's not – no shot. Like if I fight to bet it right now. Jake um, Paul's the favorite, I think. I think it's uh, – I think it's 130. Going to uh, Dude, going Jake Paul, I think. I would I would absolutely slam that line. Like, there's no dude. Tyron Woodley is a washed up mixed martial artist with a wrestling background. Like, I get it; he has a couple knockouts in the UFC. But I, first of all, I've never been the biggest Tyron Woodley fan. I hated the way he fought, um, even when he was the champ. I thought it was a little bit of a watered down welterweight division with Robbie Lawler on the decline after some um, intense battles with Rory McDonald towards the end of his career, I think took some years off of uh, his shelf life as a fighter. And after that, it was like, okay, wonder boy Thompson, he's not really anything special. Um, who else did like Gilbert, that Gilbert Burns fight was a joke. Uh, he got mauled by Covington. He tried giving it one last go against Vicente Luque. who's by the way, a really underrated fighter. Um, definitely should be in that title mix uh, sometime. Uh, this year uh, for the welterweight division. But Tyron Woodley is uh, getting one last pay grab. This is all it is. He'll pro- I guarantee you he'll take another dive just like Ben Askren did. And we'll keep talking about Jake Paul, Jake Paul. It's just time for him to fight an actual boxer. It's like enough of these guys with no boxing background. It- it's a waste of time. Like it- it's just a cash grab at this point. But yeah, deep sleeper, Jake Paul, probably going to catch another dub. Probably. I, I would say it's probably a good shout to uh, to back Jake Paul because I mean he he's not going to go into a fight I don't think and expect that he is going to get his ass kicked just for uh, no. paycheck he's going Dude, he's and- going in there 
and he's, I mean, listen, he's, he's, he's a good boxer. We talked about it on, um, on the program when he, uh, when he took down Ben Askren, we talked about it and said, look, I mean, this, he's a fighter. He, he's yeah. definitely a fighter. He knows what he, he knows what he's doing for better and for worse. He knows what he's doing. And, you know, he'll go in there. He'll probably get a uh, TKO and, you know, he'll, he, he'll walk away happy with a nice paycheck. So will Tyron Woodley and they'll both live to see another day. Yeah. So you think Ben Askren's upset he took that fight? Hell no. No, hell no. That's the biggest That's the biggest paycheck he's ever gotten. Yeah, it's going to be Woodley's too. Woodley was a champ for a couple of years. Absolutely. He's good. He's going to take that fucking cash. He's going to go laugh to the fucking bank with a black eye. You know. Sleeper for Jake Paul's next fight, though. How about Colby Covington? That would be a hell of a fight. I think Colby, I would take Colby to win that fight. Just that. I would, I would take Colby as well. But I don't that, think Jake Paul would take that fight because Jake Paul knows he, he wouldn't win it. He doesn't take fights. He knows he, he can't win. Right. Yeah, Why do you no. think Jake Paul's called Colby out? I mean, he's calling out Conor McGregor because McGregor's like, you know, half the size of Jake Paul. Yeah. I mean, wh- what are they fighting at at this fight? Do they even disclose the weight? It's not 170. It's probably like 185 or I something think like it's, that. I think it's 185. Yeah. I think. But like, because one, oh, 170, 170 is a huge cut for both of them. Oh, well, Woodley fought 170 in mixed martial arts, but Jake Paul looks a lot bigger than 170. Yeah. 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 But it should be fun. Yeah. It, it should definitely be a, a good fight, and it'll be a good fight to uh, to end the summer for sure. All right. So uh, so my, my deep sleeper, and this is a recent deep sleeper, um, bartenders, bartenders, deep sleeper. So I was, uh, I was out to dinner before we recorded the podcast out to dinner with, uh, with Papa Dukes, with, uh, with Ed senior, great guy. And, uh, you know, the bartender was, uh, was very nice. Went into a, uh, a, a local establishment, small business, of course. And, you know, we were expecting to see the uh, the regular bartender that was there, and you know, we didn't see the regular bartender. There was a little bit of disappointment there. Not gonna not gonna lie, but you know, we gave the uh, the new bartender that we didn't really know uh, an opportunity, and she was absolutely lovely. Fed us fed us drinks. I am uh, a glass of uh, Jameson Black Barrel Deep and two gin and tonics, which is excellent. Uh, I think one of my one of my buddies before I came on to the uh, podcast I was talking with said that I am uh, lubricated for tonight's program, and I think that is a excellent way to put it. And I'm ready to uh, to keep going. So uh, yeah, bartenders, uh, deep sleeper of the week. Very important to take care of your bartender, ladies and gentlemen. Do not forget them; they're great people. All right, so deep sleeper is done. A lot to cover on tonight's program, so we're keeping it. Very, very brief for Deep Sleeper. And we're going to talk about the uh, the NBA and some of the interesting developments that have gone on within the first round of the NBA playoffs. I think it's a good a good place to start is talking about the we'll, – we'll feed you a bone, Jake. We'll talk about the, uh, the Nets and their utter destruction of the Boston Celtics in five games. Jake, I mean, I – Listen, I don't. I've I've been on this, you know, anti-Nets bandwagon. Fuck the Nets. I hate everything about them. But then again, there's not a team in the playoffs right now that can really top what the Nets have if their big three is there. 
big three is there, big three plays, they, they're going to win, plain and simple. Yeah, it's like, you know, maybe they have an off night in a series and a team can steal a game or two, but is a team really playing better than them four times out of seven? No. It's, it's definitely uh, – look, I mean, whether you love them or hate them, you have to just accept that. And the big question with the Nets, though, is definitely like their size – their ability to defend a big loss. Hopefully he's ready to go as Jeff Green um, for next series. I love Jeff Green. He's been really important and a big part of the Nets' success this year. doesn't get talked about a whole lot. But, you know, when the big three was missing all those games, it was Jeff Green that was kind of the glue holding that that Brooklyn roster together. And in the beginning of the year when they started off a little bit slow, like they got blown out by the Pistons at Barkley Center one night, Jeff Green, you know, told the team, like, you know, hey, it's time to wake up. And since that, that they all say that that was really the turning point of their season was that speech by Jeff Green in the locker room. And, you know, you have a big like that, you know, that's, you know, tough, gets rebounds, can defend, and also a little bit of a perimeter shooter too. I mean, Jeff Green can shoot it from three. If he, you get an open three. You know, he's not, you know, like we, we've seen him throughout. He's a journeyman, career journeyman. He's on all these successful teams. He's always in the playoffs. And, um, you know, against Milwaukee, a team that gets a little physical and, you know, can push you around if you're timid. We, we definitely need Jeff Green um, back in the Brooklyn lineup. But uh, other than that, you know, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, Bruce Brown, uh, maybe DeAndre Jordan gets a little bit of playing time this series. We, that's usually the Nets plan for Giannis, even though I think Nick Claxton would be um, who I would put on Giannis. He's a little bit of a similar body type. Maybe he can slow him down a little bit. Um, you know, all those role guys just need to give him something. Even Tyler Johnson was shooting it a little – a little bit in that Celtics series. I don't know if you saw, but he, he wasn't really in the rotation much for the Nets, uh, you know, towards the end of the year. He kind of got phased out a little bit, but they gave him a look <laughs> last series and he was pretty serviceable. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. My prediction, Nets in seven. Um, we win game seven at the Barkley Center. It was really important that the Nets were the two seed for the series and not the three seed going to Milwaukee for the first two games. I think that is really important. So, let, let me ask this question from an objective point of view. What does a team need to do in order to stop the Nets? If there is some magical formula that you could think of, yeah. of how does a team stop Brooklyn, what is it? Oh, I mean, you just play bully ball down low on offense. And then on defense, you just have to really – kind of pray that they have an off night. I mean, to be honest with you, like a lot of team, everybody says, oh, you know, a good defensive team. Listen, I'm not a big believer in that. Good offense beats good defense. I, I'm sorry, but if, if the ba- the ball is going, the name of the game is put the ball in the hoop. Like you need to pray. Like the first game the Nets played against Boston was a perfect example. All right. That was as bad as I've seen the Nets play in quite some time. Like they shot one three-pointer in the first half one three went in and that was towards the end of the half too. I think they were like five of 26 or something like that for the game. I, would, I don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but you need a night like that from the nets. And also you just need to keep feeding your bigs down low because the nets don't really have the bigs to go up against these big boys. That's why the, the Sixers injury to Joel Embiid is so, you know, critical. Huge. It's, yeah. it's huge. And you know, uh, the bucks with Giannis, they'll probably Giannis will do his thing down low from the perimeter. He's not shooting, though, like six of eight from three again like he did uh, in Milwaukee this year when the Nets went there. So, 
uh, that's pretty much it is pretty much just bully them down low and just kind of hope that the three ball isn't, isn't working for the nets that night. So a uh, little prediction here, nets Bucks. Obviously you alluded to that talking about Giannis. How do you think that series is going to go Jake? Oh, I did say nets in seven. Um, yeah. So yeah, I really think it can go either way. Um, this is, this will be the toughest test for the Brooklyn nets in the playoffs. I think, Either of these teams, particularly the Nets, maybe not so much the Bucks. I could see the Bucks kind of shriveling under the bright lights of the NBA Finals if they were to make it there out of the East. I think they would get by the Sixers with no problem with sure. Embiid being sure. hurt. But if they got to the Finals, I could see them kind of wilting a little bit under the spotlight. But I think Brooklyn would rise that occasion. But I think either of these two teams would probably be my Finals winner, um, whoever advances past the series. So I feel like it's going to have a real championship type of feel to it. And all these games are going to be pretty intense. And that's another thing that really favors the Nets too, is their free throw shooting is superb. They, they all shoot free throws. Yeah, they do. And you know, that's, that's really big in the playoffs because you play these tight games, you close games out easier. All right. They get, they foul you. Okay. You know what? We'll make these buckets. If you're up by more than a bucket, it's pretty pivotal to to close teams out that way. And um, the bucks really don't shoot it very well from the free throw line, particularly um, Giannis. So that's another thing that is advantage nets, but size, physicality, it's got to go to Milwaukee. But like I said, it's a game of, uh, what, you know what they say in the karate kid, right? Best form, best defense there is, is more offense. That's true. That's very, very, very true. Shout out to Cobra Kai. Great guy. Great program. Great program. Great program. Season four is in September, I think. Yes. Yes, it with, is. With Thomas, somebody, I forgot his name, but is returning to play Terry Silver. Ooh. The original actor, Terry Silver, is Ooh. returning. Netflix Love confirmed. that. Came out with a little trailer. Love that. Yeah. So we move on from the Brooklyn Nets. Let's talk about the New York Knicks. And, man, it has not been the dream playoff scenario for the Knicks, has it? Uh, it's really been Derrick Rose basically trying to be his MVP self to try and basically carry the Knicks over the line, but it just has not worked in any way. Uh, Jake, what in your perspective has been the ultimate problem with the Knicks in this playoff series against Atlanta? Well, I think the problem is I think uh, Nate McMillan, the Hawks coach has done a superb job and Tom Thibodeau has not adjusted whatsoever. He clearly went to school on the Knicks offense and particularly stopping Julius Randle and RJ Barrett in particular and saw that they don't have a right hand. Like they, they don't go right. It's like the Hawks know what they're going to do with the ball and Barrett Randle in particular, just don't care. They still want to be able to get off that left-handed shot and it's not falling because they're not getting the looks they want. And, you know, it's starting Alfred Payton, it makes no sense. It has an all season. Um, they seem to have stuck with him and just overall their best player is letting them down with Julius Randall. You know, you want to be a max player. You're the most improved player in basketball. I'm sorry. This is, this is not good enough. You need to, you need more to your game than just a left-handed shot. Like you got to be able to go right. Yeah. And, and also Trey young. I mean, the, the Nick fans really did no favors by poking the bear of Trey young and, you don't need that guy more fired. Now, listen, 
it's real. I mean, listen, Trey Young is, but you're going to tell me Trey Young's not far and away the best player in the series right now. Oh, he absolutely is. But like you, you did not need to give the Hawks more bulletin board material. You didn't. Well, I mean, if if you were telling me at the start of the series who was more who should have been more motivated coming in, it should have been the New York Knicks with how uh, Nate McMillan was talking about how the NBA and the referees wanted the Knicks to win the series. And he was telling his team, be aware of the soft calls and everything like that. I mean, I, 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 I tell right. you, I mean, with the, with the way, with the way that the referees have been calling the series, it looks like Atlanta's getting the majority of the calls. It has not been the Knicks in, in any way. So, I mean, look, you could, you could call that whatever you want to call it. I mean, I'm not saying there's been, that the referees have been the major reason why the Knicks have struggled against the Hawks. That's not it at all. The Knicks, the Knicks have been flat out terrible against Atlanta out everyone outside of Derrick Rose. Yeah. They don't have the players, man. No, no, that, that is the, the segue that I was going to go down is let's just envision this team in 12 months time. Say the Knicks are going to be in the playoffs next year. What players that are realistically available, what pieces realistically are available, could the Knicks go out and add that could make them competitive? Such as, for example, would the Knicks adding someone who's been linked with the Knicks, Kyle Lowry? Would Kyle Lowry coming in change the game for the New York Knicks? I personally don't no. think so. No. Personally. I, what I would do, I would call Portland and see if you can get Dame Lillard, offer them whatever they wanted for Lillard. If they say, hey, look, we're not trading him. Then I would try to get C.J. McCollum. I think C.J. McCollum would be perfect for the Nets. Uh, Nets. Knicks. Um, that's a guy I've really always liked. I think he would be – he would provide a lot more scoring for the Knicks, and I also think he would have a little bit more of the green light with the Knicks than he would in Portland, and he'll become more of a household name in the bigger market and not as, you know, the second wheel. He'll be the guy. Yeah. And I think he's better. I would take C.J. McCollum over Julius Randle. Oh, easy. Easy. So I would I would look to see about him. Um, you know, it's we all made fun of it at the time, but Chris Paul would have been a great addition for this Knicks team. Yeah. Last year. I think yeah. now that, that that dream is kind of dead – um, I would say one of the Portland guards. Um, let's see. What about Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah, him too. But Minnesota's not trading him. No, I don't think they are either. No, Minnesota. But do you I call think them and at more... least ask the question? Yes, of course I would. Um, but I, I don't think they would be very successful in that. And he's another one too with injury histories. He seems to be breaking down a little bit at a young age. I feel like he misses a lot of games for a younger player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the Knicks need star star players. Um, some guys that are free agents, like obviously if Kawhi Leonard, I don't really think New York is Kawhi Leonard's kind of vibe. No, I don't um, either. He, he looks like one of those like laid back California guys. I think an interesting spot for him would be the Miami Heat in the yeah. offseason. I think that makes a lot of sense um, there. But in, impending free agents, like uh, who are some free agents this year in the NBA? I could tell how you about, they'll be. How about DeMar DeRozan? who is probably in all estimation is looking like he's going to be he's out of San Antonio, the headliner of this free agent class. How old is DeMar DeRozan? 31. He is. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. 32. I got a good one. I got 32. a good one for you. Sure. 
in a possible trade. How about Devontae Graham of the Hornets? Hmm. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I don't see from a Knicks fan point of view, I, I don't think that he's going to be someone that Knicks fans are going to be like, oh, wow, Devontae Graham. He's a bucket. He's a bucket. Yeah. No, yeah. No doubt. What about here's an interesting one? What about Lonzo Ball? No. You want to take no. him? Hell no. I think Absolutely there's a good not. chance that happens, though. Absolutely not. I would I would be sick to my stomach. I think there I think it's realistic, man. Uh, I, it's I realistic. It, it is no doubt realistic. I'm just I, I'm not a Lonzo guy. No, neither am I. I think Devontae Graham would be better for them. But yeah, somebody like that. They need a guard. Yeah. They really need a guard. That's that's their big thing. That's why you should have drafted Tyrese Halliburton over Obi Toppin. I get a Toppin's played better, but you know, I agree. Well, but they need guards. They they need a guard, a point well, guard in just, particular. Let's just have a look at the free agent guards that are out there. It's going to be Chris Paul. He's got a player option. He'll probably exercise that at thirty nine million dollars. He'll exercise it, no doubt. You have Mike Conley, no. Kyle Lowry, maybe. Demar Derozan, maybe. Victor Oladipo, if nah. he's willing to take a one year deal after the. Just disgrace of a year that he had this year, no. then fine. But outside of that, no. Uh, Goran Dragic, no. Eh, that's an interesting one. If it's on a one-year deal, then maybe. Maybe. Nah, he would get a multi-year deal. How then old no. is he now? Like 33 probably? 35. Something like that? 35. Uh, he's, he probably wants to go to a team that's like a contender too. Maybe get, phase. Yeah, maybe get one last paycheck, probably, But He'll probably re-up in Miami though, in all honesty, mm, no? More than likely, yeah. More than likely, yeah. But not for me. Not a bad player, though. No, no, not a bad player. Just not exactly my cup of tea. Uh, Tim Hardaway, absolutely not. Let's no. not go down that rabbit hole again. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. He's an interesting one. He's talking about $100 million, Dennis Schroeder. I think he gets it. I think he gets it. I don't know, it. man. He had zero points last night for the Lakers. Like, you really had, want him? He had zero points last night for the Lakers. But who really had a great game for the Lakers last night? No, that's fair, but I mean, listen, man, you want to get paid a hundred million dollars, you got to do a little bit better than zero points. Like, fair, fair. It's I mean, an interesting name, though. Younger player, you know, hasn't yeah. really gotten. He's always been kind of like that role player, not really like the guy, so to say. Yeah, not really one of the more prominent players on his team. I I, I agree, I agree. But Tuesday night again, watch for the Lakers. How about, here's a good know. one for you. How about Spencer sure. Dinwiddie? Spencer Dinwiddie is an interesting one. That is you would be very one. lucky to have Spencer Dinwiddie. I'll tell you that right now. That would be an interesting one. That would, that would be an interesting one. I don't know if I if like it's it's, it's just kind of like you know taking the Nets. You know, no Nets love string. I love Spencer. No, I I like him too. I, I like them. him too. But it's more would, of it, Loki could play in the finals if they make it there. Could play. He yep. Looks good. He could play. He he can he can definitely play and he could be healthy for the finals. Yeah, that's true. I just hope Sai pays that luxury tax and keeps keeps him around. They didn't trade him at the deadline for help for this year. Right. So, right. Well, here's one here's one that just right off the bat I see. I'm, I I I would if the Knicks were to go this avenue, pending he makes it there because he doesn't have a player option. I'm all for it. Norm Powell. Yeah, I don't know how good he actually is though. That's my whole thing. <laughs> like. You know, I, 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 I kind of need to see a little bit more. Um, you know, we've seen guys have good years. Like, I don't know. Well, yeah, it would be good, though. He's young. He kind of fits the mold. I agree with you, though. I think that'd be a nice pickup. 
I mean, if you look at his 2019, 2020 numbers, you know, terrific. 2020 averaged about 19 points a game. 2019 was at about 16 points per game. You know, if he if he can average that, and you're telling me, you know, look, he's going in there, he's going to be, he would walk, he would walk in there and probably be. You could play him at the two, you could play him at the three. You know, it's not not the worst thing in the world. But if you're talking about him, you know, maybe being a max player, hell no, hell no. But you know, the Knicks have a ton of money to work with. You know, they they should be. They have a ton of draft picks to work with as well. I think that's where the Knicks will probably be making their money in the off season will be trying to see what draft picks they can move for star players. I think the two guys from Portland is probably where they would start. Jake, you said it before. I completely agree with you trying to go to Portland and saying, okay, you know, what would it take? And, you know, I am not his biggest fan in the world, but even in Washington with Bradley Beal, I think that's something. I don't think the Wizards are tra- ever going to trade Bradley Beal. I don't think so. He's happy so there either. too. He don't. He don't. He's not asking out. Like he re up no. there. No. No. So it'll be. It's going to take a star asking out more than likely for the Knicks to you know go in and potentially uh, make a move. But I think we both we both agree that that if there's going to be a star player going to New York in the off season, it's going to be a guard. Ha- it it has to be. Has to be. Because I don't think Carl Anthony is going to get traded. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Like, um, what if, what if, let's just say hypothetically, someone like someone who's very underappreciated, in my opinion, someone like a Devonta Sabonis becomes available. Wow, that'd be a pickup. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he's not the kind of guy that strikes me as like I want out. No, I don't think he's a guy that screams I want out. The either, one, but the one that might stick out to me is Donovan Mitchell. I think there might be an outside mm. chance. It makes a lot of sense there. Oof. I mean, that would be. I mean, yeah, what if that's what who if, the Knicks? That's who the Knicks should have drafted. Another guy that they missed out on. What if? And this is one more hypothetical before before we uh, move on. Just talk about the rest of the playoffs here. What if? What if Pascal Siakam wants out of that, that's Toronto? One. Yeah, it's another one I would look at. What if he wants out of Toronto? That that could be, that could be interesting because you you can't trust you can't trust Mitchell Robinson to stay no. healthy. I don't think he's good enough defensively. He gets into foul trouble consistently. So what if you were to take Mitchell Robinson and a couple of those first, and maybe Frank Nilakina, Kevin Knox, whatever it may be, and send that up to Toronto for for Siakam, you know, potentially. Kevin Knox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my, he, does, my, he doesn't even play. My favorite draft pick of all time, Kevin Knox. From Kentucky. From Kentucky, go Wildcats. I wouldn't be surprised if John Calipari is in the building on Wednesday night. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit. And that would make uh that would make two of us, my friend. He he probably wouldn't even have to pay to get into the building. No. He would just he would have to flash his Kentucky Wildcats credentials. And the MSG security staff would be like, oh, welcome. When Patrick Ewing walked into the garden and they saw Georgetown, they all freaked out. They were like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're not Kentucky. You're not Kentucky. But then John Calipari walks in. It's like, welcome home, sir. Yeah. Would you like some caviar? Maybe he'll fake a retirement soon and come to the NBA. Coach (laughs) the Knicks. 
<laughs> he might. He might. We, we, hey, he turned down Cleveland. I think it's because he wants to come to the Knicks. Maybe. The Kentucky Maybe. Knicks. The New York Wildcats. You love to say it. Yeah. So let's just go and talk about the teams in the West now and what better place to start than talking about the Los Angeles Lakers and what in the blue hell has happened to the Los Angeles Lakers. They have met their match, quite frankly. The Phoenix Suns uh, yeah. are damn good. I just damn think LeBron's good. getting older, man. Like, yeah. I think LeBron's getting older, and I think Anthony Davis is hurt. It's not, and then the Lakers all season, they don't have the shooters, man. Like, Mm-mm. and I think Andre Drummond was an overrated pickup, too. I mean, we see what he is now on, a, on an actual team rather than just on a, some trash team, just stat padding all night. Correct. Um, right. And I think they miss Rajon Rondo. I think that was a big loss for them. I mean, playoff Dennis Schroeder has not given them what Rajon Rondo was giving them last year in the bubble. Um, playoff Rondo is a real thing. Um, yes, it is. So um, I, I'm going to stick with my prediction here. I think the, uh, I think if it goes to seven, I think the Lakers win. Um, but I think they're going to be shaking hands tomorrow night. Uh, I think, I think Phoenix gets the job done. In in Phoenix, this is this is it. If it goes back to Los Angeles for Game Seven, it's over. The Suns might as well. They're not winning that. So no, I I think the time is tomorrow. Davis won't play. I think if it goes to seven, I think Anthony Davis might try to play, um, and they'll see where it goes. But I think the Suns' time is now. And the last like three years for LeBron James, man, like, you know, you miss the playoffs, then you win kind of like a Mickey Mouse championship, and then you're out in the first round. Like that's not really like. It's not like a Michael Jordan. Uh, no. no. And the Lakers got some problems, and they, they – I'm not going to sit here and say they need to tear everything down, but I think outside of what they have with LeBron and AD, they, they need better pieces. Kuzma just hasn't been the guy. No, Kuzma hasn't been the guy. Schroeder ha- just hasn't been the guy that they can lean on consistently. Nope. Um, Alex Caruso is Alex Caruso. Quite frankly, Contavious uh, Caldwell Pope is Contavious Caldwell Pope. I mean, there's just nobody on that Lakers team outside of LeBron and AD that makes people go, wow. There's nobody outside of LeBron and AD that scares people. Nope. And that's the problem that this Lakers team really has. I mean, you look at look at the best teams that are in the NBA right now competing for a championship. Outside of Giannis, you have Drew Holiday, secondary score. Outside of the big three in Brooklyn, you have Joe Harris. If you look at, let's say, you, you look at what they have in Denver, you have the secondary pieces outside of Jokic. You look at, at the Lakers. I mean, look at the Clippers. Look at the Clippers. Outside of Kawhi and Paul George, you have those secondary pieces there. But with the Lakers, you know, outside of LeBron and AD, what do you what and, do you have? And Montrezl Harrell, it's like, bro, like, are you going to show up to play? Uh, yeah, I mean, is that Montrezl Harrell has been awful. He's been awful. He's been awful the entire second half of the year. Yeah, it's like he disappeared. Thought he Completely was like a six man of the year candidate in the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah, and because completely disappeared. So. I mean, I don't know what the Lakers need to do, but there is just a an overhaul that needs to happen with that roster 
in the offseason where it's not it's not a rebuild, but it's a retool. They need to retool. They need to regroup. They need to start adding younger players, but they need to add. I think, is it fair of me to say that the Lakers need to add one more big piece? Maybe that big piece is a Kyle Lowry. Maybe that's the piece that the Lakers need. Maybe. What if, what if it's Kawhi? What if it is Kawhi? What if it is Kawhi? He pulls the Kevin Durant. And pulls a KD. Hmm. Oof. I mean, that would that would be saucy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just walking I, across the hall. I don't think I don't think Kawhi would care either about what people said about him. No, no, Kawhi doesn't give a shit. Kawhi does not give a shit. I mean, oof. I mean, wow, that would that would be something. That that would be something. But moving on from the Lakers, I just want to talk about more, you know, NBA broader sense right now. What team, Jake, outside of the ones that we've talked about, what team has surprised you the most in in these playoffs? I bet the Memphis Grizzlies, man. They're really fighting pretty hard. They are. For an eight seed. Yeah. Like, they, John Moran is so special, man. The Knicks just one more ping pong. Even if they didn't get Zion. They could have had jaw. That's what makes it sucks even worse about R.J. Barrett. It's like, bro, the first two picks in the draft is Zion and Ja, and then yep. there's you. Mm-hmm. But um, they've surprised me. And Luka Doncic, man, like he needs to be in that best player in the world conversation. I'm sorry. Like, oh, he he for me he when, is. When, no, I don't. I don't think he is right now. But um, dude, when he gets going, it's just like. And by the, the way, a shout out. And a shout out to Chris Stapps Porzingis too. He's been putting on a good showing. He's shown up to play. Yeah, he's shown up. So that's a plus. Yeah, that was another piece. I mean, you laugh. Knicks could have used him. Oh, Knicks could have absolutely used him. But we'll take we'll take the first round picks instead of him not being available for. Uh, but he's half but he, the year. but he's played well. But Dallas would scare me, man. If they can get past the Clippers, who would they play next? Luca's got to be healthy too, of course, but. Now, if they get past the if they get past the Clippers, they would play. They would play the one seed, so they'd play yes, Utah. It, it would play Utah. Yes, correct. Memphis has fought hard, man. They have, and 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 full credit to them. Yeah, but I would say out of the, maybe a sleeper team, for me, the sleeper team out of the West is the Suns. Man, they don't get any credit. Like no. that's a sleeper team. If you get past the Lakers, that's no joke. It is no joke. It is no joke. And you know what, Phoenix. Say what you want, but Monty Williams, and I'm a Knicks fan, and people are going to say, oh, what about Tom Thibodeau, coach of the year? Blah, blah, blah. He's a coach Monty of Williams, the year. Monty Williams has done an unbelievable job with, unbelievable. with Phoenix, and it's carried on into the playoffs to justify that, whereas – Yeah, Tom Thibodeau just hasn't adjusted the whole series. Nope. Nope. It's been the same thing. It's been the same thing in the entire series. The entire series. And last, last I checked, the Knicks were down 12 going into the fourth. Yeah. Last, last I checked. So I don't I don't know uh, what that score is. Uh, obviously, recording this Wednesday night. So by the time you hear this, uh, you will know whether the Knicks have lived to see another day, or whether they have been sent packing. So we are done with the NBA. So let's go into the next segment of the program, and that is 
drum roll, please. Jake, it is one of your favorite segments. It is the random athlete generator. Oh, God. Who do we got on the docket tonight? So the random athlete generator, for those who, for those who are new, here's how this works. So I have been provided a random athlete, not chosen by me. I am going to check to see who the random athlete is momentarily. And when I get the random athlete, we are going to have a discussion about said random athlete. And this conversation can go for 20 minutes. This can go for five minutes. I don't know who this athlete is. Jake does not know who this athlete is. So we are about to find out who the athlete is. So I am unlocking my phone. I am going to my email. And the random athlete is, okay, the random athlete is one Eldrick Tiger Woods. Wow. Where to even begin? Where to even begin is right. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? You go first. I don't know. You know I mean, one of, one, of the, one of the best sporting moments of my life with the 2019 Masters. I mean, holy shit. Yeah, everybody was watching. Everybody was watching that Masters. I mean, oh my god! I, I mean, look, I'll be the I'll be the first one to tell you. I mean, I was I was crying when uh, when Tiger was was walking up eighteen. Holy Hannah! Yeah. I I I never thought. And for for all of those, Tiger Woods is my sporting hero. I love him religiously. I never thought that I would ever see Tiger Woods do that, take that victory lap ever again. So just to be able to see that potentially one more time was something that I'm going to hold with me for the rest of my life. However, with the most recent victory by Phil Mickelson at the PGA at Kiowa Island, I think Tiger Woods saw that and said, nah, fuck that. Phil is not getting taking away my limelight. I'm working my way back. I'm going to come back, and I'm going to be somebody that wins a major over the age of 50. Just, just a hunch. Just a hunch that yeah. I don't think we've seen the last of one Sir Eldrick Tiger Woods. But that is my first yeah. uh, Tiger fact. The, to me, the big thing with Tiger that always stick out to me is the uh, red polo. It's, icon- wear it's iconic. It's iconic. Like nobody else in golf could be wearing red. Like it, that's Tiger's red. Yeah. So fun fact. I don't. I don't know if you know this. So Patrick Reed, professional golfer, Masters champion, whole bit. He he's known to be a bit of a pain in the ass. Like that's his. That's yeah. his thing. So you know, obviously, how Tiger has his red thing. Patrick Reed has his pink thing. So every Sunday at a tournament, Patrick Reed wears pink. Yeah, it's like, bro, come on. Exactly. Exactly. It's like the closest thing you can get to being red. Like, Patrick, I love you, but easy, boy. Easy. You're not. You are not Tiger. Make that make that very, very, very clear. Um. 
next tiger fact that I have. Um, Elon Nordren is just a wonderful, wonderful talent. She is lovely. Yeah. A lovely, lovely woman. That's and, Tiger has wonderful taste in women. And uh, my next one is the iconic. Nobody else does it like Tiger. The fist pump. Yep. Like, it's true. Nobody, nobody does the fist pump like Tiger. Like, no, nobody, nobody even comes close no. to doing the fist pump like Tiger. Nobody. Uh, let's see. What else? There, there's just so many. I could talk about the DUI, but we, we're we choosing to honor the man right now. I don't want to slander my guy, Tiger. Uh, oh, oh, how could I forget? How could I forget? Tiger Woods winning the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines in 2008 on a torn ACL, playing in an 18-hole playoff on a Monday with a torn freaking ACL and winning the U.S. Open. That's insane. The torn ACL and a broken fucking leg. And he won the U.S. Open. Man, that was like when it started to go downhill. That that was when it started to go downhill. Yeah, that was when, when that was when that was his last major before he went on the 11 year drought. Yep. I mean, could you imagine if Tiger, if Tiger didn't go on that 11 year drought, how many fucking majors he would have won? That's, that's absolutely crazy. Oh, I mean, it just breaks my fucking heart. But yeah, that that 2008 US Open, I was I was 12 years old and I will I won't forget where I was when I was watching that U.S. Open, I actually stay, I was on, it was summer vacation. So I wasn't even in school or anything like that. We were done. School was out. School was out. Yes. And it was my first day of summer vacation. And you know how, oh, how old the kids are. It's like your first day of summer vacation. You want to hang out with everybody. You want to do your own thing. Yada, yada, yada. Me, I was at home watching Tiger Woods win the U.S. Open. Watch the full 18 holes. And I, I swear I've never seen anything quite like it in my life in terms of, I mean, you could just tell every freaking swing, him just keeling over. You knew that knee wasn't good. You, you knew it. Yet my guy, my man, somehow, some way, somehow pulled it out and was able to win at Torrey Pines, which still, still, is probably at least for me, it's Tiger's best victory. While also considering 2019 Masters, I think that 2008 U.S. Open, putting everything that Tiger Woods was going through at that point, putting all that together, that is his best achievement. A little bit of breaking news here, not really news, but Lloyd Pierce is the favorite to get the Celtics head coaching job. Whoa. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Well, at least we we know now why Brad Stevens did not go back to uh, IU. Well, Mike I mean, Woodson got the job. Well, yes, but they offered it. They did offer it to. Uh, oh, not IU. Excuse me. To uh, Butler. 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 Thank you. Why he didn't go back to Butler? 
that is that is absolutely crazy. Lloyd Pierce. I, I dude, I, I I just can't believe that Danny Ainge just walked away. It's just a different player. I think he was just fed up with like, you know. I don't know. I just, I, can't, I can't believe it. Dude, he got fired by the Hawks. Like the whole, look how much better the Hawks are without him, Lloyd. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, yeah. If I'm if I'm the Celtics, I would hire Mike D'Antoni. Hundred percent. I, I think Mike D'Antoni is a great basketball coach. I don't care what anybody tells me. Uh, he's great for a team if you want to score 120 points, but you better not put up. You better not allow 121. He, let me tell you something. He's the head coach. Like Steve Nash is like the face of Mike D'Antoni. You don't think D'Antoni's scheming up the offense for the Nets? Oh, Come oh my God! Mike D'Antoni is the puppet master. Steve Nash is the puppet. Yeah, Mike like, D'Antoni is pulling all those damn strengths. You telling me Mike D'Antoni would be an assistant coach anywhere else? Oh fuck no. Fuck no. He he would be a head coach anywhere else. Send him he wants to go to Boston. Hmm. That'd be a good that would be a uh, a good fit. Uh Jake, any more random facts about Tiger? I think I'm pretty good on Tiger, man. You you really watch golf. Like I, I just like Tiger, you know. Oh, I don't really I, know much I, about golf. I fucking love Tiger. I what, what other segment we got today? Or is that is that the last of our segments? We have one more. We, have one we do more. have one more. Okay. We have one what is more. it now? Baseball talk? Yep. We got some baseball talk. I do have one more uh, Tiger fact. Uh, the HBO documentary about Tiger yes, Woods I've heard is about that. a pure smear campaign. It yep. is an absolute disgrace. And ladies and gentlemen, those who listen to this wonderful podcast, do not watch that documentary. It is an absolute disgrace. It is absolutely insulting to my king, Tiger. Do not watch it. They forgot to mention what a wonderful father he is, what a great son he is, what a wonderful charity man he is. But they decided to just go and talk about the time that he decided to cheat on his wife and get arrested for a DWI. Some good documentaries coming out, though, in sports. You got the Kobe documentary coming out, right? Can't wait. You got the Derek Jeter, Jeter documentary coming out. Yeah. Which will be – that'll be a good one. Absolutely. Love the captain. Uh yeah. A Rod's more my A Rod's more my cup of tea. I like A Rod, but dude, it's the captain. Like Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna sit I'm not gonna sit here as a Yankee fan and say, oh yeah, fuck Derek Jeter or anything like that. No, of course. Derek Jeter is Derek Jeter. But for me, I am I am an A Rod guy. I like A Rod too. But it's the captain. It is the captain, yes. Yes, it is. It, it is indeed the captain, the one, the only Derek Jeter. Hopefully, he wants to embrace the fact that he was a Yankee at one point in his life instead of yeah. Being now just, he just acts like now he just acts like king shit. I own the fucking Marlins. Fuck you. He did always. He did say though, I'll always be the captain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if he wants, if he wants to come back to Yankee Stadium as owner of the uh, the Marlins and get the reception that he deserves. Then, then maybe I'll have I'll change my tune a little bit. I was actually at Derek Jeter Day when they retired as number two. I was That's there. That's right. I remember. I remember I that. I was there. Great time, man. Great time. I'm sure the place was packed too. Packed. Absolutely of packed. Of course, it's 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 the captain. It's the captain. All right. So speaking of the captain, great segue to going into and talking about the early part of the major league baseball season and the surprises and the disappointments that have been the early part, say the first quarter or so 
of the Major League Baseball season. Jake, I will go first. And the biggest disappointment so far, uh, the New York Yankees, for sure, by a million miles. Like three games out of first place, bro. I was expecting more. When have the Yankees ever started off a season good? Fair. Fair point. Ever. But, 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 we just haven't been consistent enough. That's the problem. No, and I, but I do think, though, Brian Cashman realizes, hey, we have a little bit of unbalance in this lineup here. We need a lefty. Um, if I was Brian Cashman, I would get um, Cattell Marte from the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think that's a no-brainer. I would get him. And I would, and Marte could play anywhere too. You can play him at second. You can play him at third. He, he can play anywhere, not just any center position field. in the outfield. Any position in the outfield. He's a plus defender, like switch hitter with power. He doesn't strike out a whole ton. Speed. I would, hands down, I would get him. And, um, you know, I think the pitching staff, like, look, pitching staff's not the Yankees' problem. They've been keeping the, him in games this year. The bullpen has been terrific. And the starting pitching has been pretty terrific, too. I mean, outside of a couple stinkers by Tyone and Montgomery, I mean, Kluber will be back in a month or two. I mean, it's a shame what happened to him, but kind of figured it was coming. Yeah. You're getting Severino back um, in about a month. Sevy's um, going to be huge. Domingo Se- Sevy's Her- going to be huge. Domingo Herman has been spectacular. Yeah, he's been has- he's been better than expected because the bar was just very low. Very low. He, he's been he's been pretty spectacular. So, you know, you have Cole, you have Severino, you have Herman, and then if Kluber can come back and give you something, there you go. And then, you know, Montgomery pitched well in the playoffs last year in the one start yeah. they gave him. He's just been inconsistent. He's had some great starts this year and a couple where you're just like, bro, like yeah, can't, you're throwing batting practice out there. So, yeah, he's, um, he's had starts against Baltimore, then he's had starts against Toronto. I could see the Yankees going for like a lefty. Like, how about like Danny Duffy of the Royals? Somebody I like, like it. that. I like it. What um, about what Mike about Miner. a Mike Miner? That's exactly the one I was going to say. Yeah. Mike Miner, like a, a lefty like that. But the bullpen, you're getting Zach Britton back. Hopefully, you're getting Zach Britton back. But I would like to see them add a lefty first baseman though, because I'm not sure about Luke Voigt. Um, uh, in general, um, I I don't know, man. He he's just always hurt. Yeah, like a, a guy would have loved, man. When you got Tyone, you couldn't get Josh Bell in that trade. Josh Bell would have been perfect for what the Yankees needed. Yeah, yeah, that's one that still just rattles my mind. But again, it just comes down to Brian Cashman and his overinflated ego. A great one would be Carlos Santana of the Royals. That would <sighs> that would be great. That'd be awesome. But That'd I'm glad. Awesome. I'm, I'm not glad. I, I don't want any injuries on anybody. But we don't have to rely on Aaron Hicks anymore because that was just getting. He was, yeah. Thank God. And an interesting guy that's still a free agent um, that apparently is healthy and he has been throwing and the Yankees have watched him throw that is a reliever, David Robertson. Yep. I would take D-Rob back. 100%. I mean, Darren O'Day, I mean, is he alive? Like, we don't even hear about him anymore. He started off the year great. I was going to say, is he? I don't know. where. What is is he doing? I... They they decide oh, the they want to go with the Lucas Licky. No, every Lucas now and Lickie, again. No, 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 Lucas Licky is pretty damn good. Like, no, he's he, he's very good. He's he very good. A I see a lot of respect. But I see more of Lucas Licky than I do see Darren O'Day. Lucas Licky is a good reliever, man. I I, I really like Lucas Licky. But I would okay, think D. Okay, back. we see more of Luis Sessa than we do of oh, uh, Darren God. O'Day. Your your it's favorite reliever like, of the world. They just can he go? At least Johnny Luizaga has turned into like a decent reliever. Yeah. 
I like mean, he's decent. Johnny the Wise got just he he could throw some heat. He throws some cheese. The I mean, Sessa Louis, Louis so Sessa just throws bad. meatballs. Like I'm so glad they finally sent down Mike Ford the other day. Hallelujah! I never want to see Mike Ford ever again. He is terrible. Him and yeah. Tyler Wade are just, Tyler Wade's actually been like kind of serviceable this year. He hasn't been bad. No, he no he, he, he's filled in in the outfield. And how about Miguel Andujar in the outfield? He's been pretty solid. He's hitting he's been very solid. And Gary's starting to come around a little bit too with the plate. Yeah, but it's like you know Gary starts to come around. It's like and, one yeah. step forward, two steps. I do. Back, I do think deal. Clint Frazier will start giving them more. Um, that was a huge home run for Clint Frazier. Um, he's hitting like three hundred in the last like two weeks or so. I think Frazier will be okay. He just started off the year, you know. Anytime you start off like the first month of the season hitting a hundred, like you know, yeah. bro, you're not gonna be hitting three fifty. Yeah, uh, they'll be fine. Don't worry about our Yanks. Let's let's talk about some other teams. They just need they need some more help. They need some yeah. more help, but. You know the division is definitely winnable. You, you know, go I gotta on. Dis- yeah, I got to go on a little run. You'll be you. fine. Go ahead, dude. How about the Minnesota Twins? Like, what? Yeah, they've been. Oh Awful. my god, they've been terrible. What a dis- what a sideways turn for them. Yeah, I mean they. I mean you talk about a team with the Yankees that has a ton of starting pitching, to a team that has absolutely none. They have nobody. Kentamaeda has been un unpitchable. No, oh, he's been terrible. Uh, Jose Barrios has been not what expected. No, and also you got um, what's his name too in the rotation? Jay Happ is in the road. They got Jay Happ and Michael Pineda in a rotation. Yeah, I think his he had a month of May, no, of April, where he was pitching around. He had a two two five ERA. And then through the month of May, I think his ERA blew up to around eight or nine. Yeah, he's so he's now horrible. his ERA is sitting dude, at around five speaking, or six. A little bit off topic, but speaking of lefties that are just absolutely horrible, dude, what the hell happened to Madison Bumgarner? I so he was throwing like eighty. I don't know if you've seen seen a He's throwing eighty-seven last night oh, or uh, I tonight saw. when I was I watching. Saw. Dude, he is so bad. Like, yeah. what the hell happened to this guy? I don't know. I don't know, and I don't. I don't and, know if and, you. And Zach Granke's another one too, man. Throws like 87 now. And I don't know if you saw um, the Dodgers on Wednesday night put up 11 in the first inning against the Cardinals. Wow. Off of Carlos Martinez. Put up 11. Cody Bellinger had six RBIs in the inning. I love Bellinger. I love him too. It's, he just hasn't recovered Dodgers yet. Dodgers though, that, big that loss, man. Was- Dustin May for the season. That's a yeah. big loss. It's a huge loss. It's a huge loss. But they'll be they'll be in the market like they always are. They'll go out and they'll get a rental starting pitcher that will come in and you know take that take that place in uh in, in the line in the uh, rotation. But I mean their top three guys, you know, fair play. They've been good. Uh Bauer's been good. He's lived up to that contract so far. Kershaw's been okay. Uh Walker Bueller has been very consistent. And uh, Julio Arias has been excellent for them. Yep. He's been excellent. He's David a, Price, has he given him anything really? I haven't followed. He's, he's like a bullpen arm at yep. this point. At this point, he he might even be the fifth guy now that uh, that Dustin May is. Well, they got is Gosling, too. Year. Yeah, they do. They do. But, I mean, the Dodgers, you you just know what you're getting from the Dodgers, don't yeah. you? It's like, it's like it's you know, next be, man it, up it'll mentality. Be, it'll be Padres or Dodgers in the uh, World yeah. Series. I'm still I'm not going away from my my preseason predictions. Could be Yanks and Dodgers and in, in, in the playoffs in the World Series. 
Well, very interesting. You know, the next team that I was going to go towards that we talk about is the Chicago White Sox. And just, I, I mean, look, the White Sox, they're interesting because they haven't been, they haven't been great. I think that's very fair to say is that they've had their ups. They've had their downs for sure, but they're still 33, 22. They're 11 games over 500. They have a two and a half game lead in the central, I believe over the Indians. They've been great at home. They've been awful on the road. So it's just kind of like, you know, you, you get them, you get the white Sox when they're at home. You know, you're running up against a pretty good ball club. You get them in your place. They're definitely beatable. So it just looks like home field advantage in the playoffs is going to be important for a team that's going up against the Sox. Yeah, and also you saw them go to Yankee Stadium. uh, I think it was last week or whatever. They looked horrible. Yep, they looked terrible. They're missing Eloy Jimenez and Luis Luis Robert. So um, Robert, however the hell you want to say his name. Um, Those are two pretty important pieces and Andrew Vaughn, their top prospect is giving them has given them close to nothing um, to start the season. So white Sox are good, dude. How about a little bit of a surprise here? Like Cincinnati Reds got some hitters, man. Yes, they do. Jesse Winker. um, I know Vado's hurt right now. Like they'll always have Eugenio Suarez. Um, Nick Castellanos has been amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a surprise team. I think I have a bold prediction now about baseball. Face of baseball in a year, it will be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't think that's a bad shout. I don't I think love it's a bad Vlad. shout at all. I, I and then what's wrong with the Angels? Like pitching, pitching, like, pitching, pitching, oh, and the fact like that every they lost night, Mike like, Trout. Yeah, it's like bro, you have Otani doing like having this generational season here. And you're still terrible. They are awful. Awful. Well, it doesn't help. It doesn't help that they don't have Trout. That's definitely a problem. But it, even even before they lost Trout, the pitching has just been diabolical. Again, they haven't fixed the primary problem that is with that baseball team. Yeah, they have Otani. Great. He fills one spot in that rotation. He fills one spot in that lineup. But outside of that, you've had nothing. You've had yeah. nothing. And and another team that's just like, what the hell are they doing? What are the Atlanta Braves doing this year? Uh, I have no idea. They are they are wasting away. Acuna, Albies, Freeman. I, I mean, just had Marcelo Zuna just pretty much get put on the shelf for the rest of the season. At the very least, the rest of the season, yeah. Yeah, maybe his career. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say his career is in jeopardy. Let alone him just being out the rest of the year. Atlanta needs a starting pitcher badly. You're not getting uh desperately. What's you're not getting Soroka back? Nope, you're not getting Mike Soroka back. Uh, Max Reed, Fre- Max yeah. Reed is not a hundred percent at all. Chuck Martin. Nope, you haven't gotten anything anything there either. I mean, it's it's just been. It's just been a down year, but the good news, the good news though, with, with Atlanta is that they are in a division that is very, very winnable with with an analyst. It is awful. awful. It is absolutely awful. You have a team that can catch fire. You know, you, you have something. I mean, let's not forget that the Miami Marlins last week were a game and a half outside of first place. 
and yeah. they just they're on a four game losing skid right now. So if there if you could be the Atlanta Braves, you could be the Phillies as well. You know, you put you put a couple of wins together, you know, you're starting to talk about being in contention for the top spot in the East. And it's early. Yeah, it's, I think the Mets still... are gonna fade off too. Too many injuries. Yeah. They're not that dude. I mean, when you're playing the Diamondbacks like uh once a week, it sounds like you know, the whole national league though is horrible. Outside of outside yeah. of the two outside of the two teams in the West, dude, the National League's terrible. It really isn't that many good teams in baseball. It feels like there's like four or five teams that have like an actual shot of winning the World Series that like you can make the case for. It's like outside of that, it's like, you know, you have Yankees, you have Dodgers, Padres, White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's who else, who else is in that picture. I mean, here's another one that's been a, a very Bay. pleasant, a very pleasant surprise. The San Francisco Giants. Hmm. I they, think they, that's. I'm not saying they're going to contend. I think contend, them. I think but them and the Red Sox. They've been a very Sox good are, surprise. Them and the Red Sox. I guarantee you won't make the playoffs. I would. I would be. I feel pretty safe with saying that. Um, the Giants. I would say is safer than than the Red Sox. I've been. I look. I've been impressed with what the Red Sox have done. And look, I know it's Alex Cora. Fuck him. But you know, fair fair play, fair play. I, I don't know. I'm not buying it. Of course, Tampa Bay is just always there. They're always there. They're always going to be a pain in the ass. And then, and then again, you know, I think we we did we both have the Blue Jays in our uh, in yeah. our wild card game. I think yeah. we both did. And they'll they'll, they'll they're right there. Absolutely be there. Yeah, they'll they'll be there. I as think well. three teams from the AL East make the playoffs this year. I'll stand by it. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a bad shout at all. I think you you have four teams that could make it, but only three can. No, yep, absolutely. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of Major League Baseball? I mean, we can talk about Tatis, but I don't know. If I would there's... love Trevor Story just to be on a new team at the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees just, I mean, oh. You, if, you, if you could say to me, you could move DJ to first. You put Glaber back at second. Story at short. Geo at third. No. I would take that all day. I think Marte fits a lot better what they want to do, though. I agree. I agree. I think Cattel Marte fits more. He gives him the position the, flexibility. The biggest, the biggest impact guy, though, the Yankees could get is not a hitter. It's Max Scherzer. Yes, hundred percent. You you I, put you put Max Scherzer in that ro- in that rotation. Holy smokes! It makes a ton of sense. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of the year. You're probably not going to have to give up, you know, the moon and the stars to get him. Yeah. Um. If the I Nationals think... feel like they can sign him again, if you if you're serious about winning the World Series, you go get Marte, you go get Max Scherzer. But they don't operate like that. Like no, I mean, look, if the Yankees were going to go and do that, they would have done it when Verlander was traded. They didn't do it, and they paid the piper with Verlander haunting them in the playoffs. Let me tell you something. If you can get if you can get Cattell Marte for a bucket of balls, but you have to take back Madison Bumgarner's contract, would you do it? Yeah, I think I would. Yeah, imagine but I I could see Bumgarner all of a sudden throwing like mid nineties again <laughs> if he comes to the Yankees. Yeah, the I think I would. He gets the competitive juices flowing a little bit. Yeah, I mean you look playoff mad bum. That's it's a real thing. Can you imagine though? Oof. Like if it if it meant not giving up like you know Clint Frazier 
I think the Yankees win trade Frazier at this point. I think we're kind of past that hole. And by the way, can we please get rid of Brett Gardner? Like, no. he cannot play anymore. No. Like, enough no. is enough, man. I don't – Him and, uh, and also, can we stop playing Kyle Higashioka? Like, just let Gary catch every night except when Cole catches. Like, enough agreed. of this. Agreed. Uh, I, I think I can tolerate Higashioka more than I can Gardner. The Gardner what, is what did I say to you? What did I say to you? Why the fuck do we have Gardner some, back? Because for some reason, he's never injured, and everybody else is always injured. Yep. Rick Gardner, never injured. The oldest yep. player we have. He's, he's the Iron Man. He, he'll always be there. He'll always fucking be there. And you know what? Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone. Will be able to hold their hats on the fact that Brett Gardner will be a I can't career Yankee Aaron Boone anymore. No, when, no he, I, when he when he said yesterday that Glaber Torres has played really good shortstop, it's like, bro, come on, like, what do you think we're all in it? He just says things sometimes where it's like, and by the way, he's DJ Lemayhu, you need to start earning your money. By the way, like we need yeah. we he needs to start doing something up there. I I think he'll turn it around. He's at the ball hard, but you know, buddy, like you know, he hasn't been the same guy. No, you haven't. That's why the Yankees' offense isn't the same because they're not getting, you know, those two-out hits that DJ LeMahieu was getting the last two years. Yeah, I mean, he, he is batting 260, which – Terrible. Yeah, it's it's terrible by his standards, yes. Yeah, but, that's but not what in, they signed up for. No, but overall, it's not bad. You can hang your hat on that, but the three homers and 14 RBIs, oh, God. Nah, but no I good. think – but that's also, I think, of just representation also of the bottom of the Yankees lineup. Oh, and just it's getting better. It's seven, getting better. eight, nine just seems to be every goddamn night. It's He's getting just, better. You have Andujar hitting a little bit now. Yeah, you have yeah. Frazier starting to heat up. You have Gary as well. It's getting a little bit better. Yeah, but you need to get you need to have guys on for uh, and, Lemayhew to potentially provide those. He, runs. Here's a knock on wood. One last comment about baseball. Sure. Sure. The mo- who do you think has the most starts in that Yankee lineup? The most starts in that Yankee lineup. I know I, I my gut tells me you want me to lean and say Brett Gardner, but it's not Brett Gardner. I don't know. You tell me. Is it Brett Gardner? It's Aaron Judge. It is Aaron Judge. Okay. So that the was, guy who- so it was the obvious answer. So no, it's not obvious because it's like ironically enough, Judge has been their most available player this year. Healthy for a change for now. For now. I mean, hey, if it, long may it continue. Just get rid of him. They never will. They, ne- they never will. Gardner, Gardner will be back on a non-roster invite to spring training next year. You no, I think he, he has. He, dude, he, he has to retire. He, he's done. I pray done. to God. We can he's move, done. We can move on. We can move on, and then Brian can Cashman s- can make Aaron Hicks that guy that he will uh, he'll want to be in that lineup yeah. every fucking day of the week. The computer nerds need to fucking stop with Aaron Hicks. Well, we won't have to worry about him. And can we please just call Esteban Floreal up and just see what the kid has before we trade for somebody? I agree. They, but they'll probably trade him though for like a Marte or someone like that. Would you trade? Would you put him in a package for Scherzer? Oh, I would drive him up to the airport. <laughs> for Max Scherzer. Yep. Anybody I that would. don't want Max Scherzer, man, I don't have time for you. I really don't. I mean, it's not like he's washed. I mean, he what's he got? Like a sub two ERA again this he's, year. Like he's we been saw him one come of the to Yankee Stadium and strike the Yankees out 14 times. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball again. 
And Dude, we, if you st- if you have a seven game series with Garrett Cole starting the first game and Madison Bumgarner starting the second game, and you have Scherzer in Game Six and Cole in Game Seven, like I'm sorry, I, I'm, that's lights out. Yeah, it's like that's lights you out. You literally like you're telling me you're not winning both. Come on, man. Come on. Back with that bullpen. The Yankees. I pray to God they've learned their lesson. Just not going Just out go and getting Verlander. It. Just fucking go for it. Yes, that's what it would be like with not getting Justin Verlander. It's exactly the same. And Verlander exactly was done too at that time. Everybody thought he was done. Like Scherzer's yep. at the top of the game still. Yeah. Yeah. Scherzer is still on top of his game. Houston took a chance on Verlander, who was a borderline Hall of Fame pitcher, and then he cemented himself as a Hall of Fame pitcher in, in Houston. So, Yankees, please just go out and get Scherzer. Please, God. Okay, so it is time for the last segment of the evening. And, Jake, it's a segment that we haven't done in quite a long time. We haven't done this segment in a while. But I I was feeling like in a musical mood tonight. So, Jake, basement beats time. What have you? What time. have you? What have you been vibing to, sir? Right, let me check right here. Oh my guy, my guy is going to check. My guy is going to have a look of what he's been vibing to. I, 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 I have a list. I've been, I've been listening to Jake Cole's uh, new album still. Very good. Things. Check it out. I've heard good things. Yeah, just really Jake Cole, and uh, I was on a DMX binge after he passed away. R.I.P. Um, kind of stop that now. I would probably say like J. Cole and um not gonna lie to you, dude. I've been like on a weird like Guns N' Roses binge. Like that the last, is like never a bad thing. That is I've been, never I've been, a bad I don't thing. know why. It's just but a lot of J. Cole, but you know, some Guns N' Roses mixed in. So that's that's do what we, I've been jamming to lately. Do do we have a Guns N' Roses song of choice? Ah, dude, where to even start with Guns N' Roses, man? There are so many choices. It's like Sweet Child of Mine, Paradise Welcome to the Jungle. Welcome to the Jungle. I would probably say Sweet Child of Mine is probably my my song, man, by Guns N' Roses. It's a vibe. It, it it definitely is a vibe. And it's like, yeah, that's a great that's a great shout. That yeah. is a really 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 good shout. Let's hear you. Um, so, oh god, what would I what would I say has been the song that I've been vibing to? Um, well, um, let's see. I've been vibing some Kenny Chesney. Kenny Chesney released a new deluxe album last week. Uh, Streets by Kenny Chesney. Very, very, very good. At Mickey's house, they're all gathering in line. Give it time. Because faith believes what it can't see. And who we are and who we're going to be. City of Angels. Rising through the ashes of hell 
and on the streets of L.A. All is well. Uh, but then I've been, I've actually, like, okay. Do you ever find yourself, I, 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 know you, I know you would be one to have one of these. Do you ever find yourself just casually listening to your gym playlist? Not, not really. Not Interesting. Gonna lie. No. Interesting, because I have, I not have, really. and, I, and I came, I came across, I came across a, 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 a tiny, a tiny bop for anybody that's needing some, uh, some songs to add to the, uh, to the gym playlist. Euphoria by Angels and Airwaves. Jim, all I listen to is just classic Eminem songs that, like, I've listened to like thirty thousand times that I don't play in the like I I play them in the car here and there, but yeah, Eminem still makes the best gym music that there is. It's not even close. I'm not. I'm more of a uh, more of a heavy guitar guy. Oh no, not at the gym. Oh, absolutely, heavy yeah, guitar, I'm, heavy drums. Oh yeah. I just listen to all throwback Eminem songs, like Curtain Call. I've listened to that like thirty thousand times. Well, I actually were... own the actual. I own the actual CD of Curtain Call. Oh wow! Got it as a Christmas gift. Uh, very those long things. Time those ago. things still exist. They still exist. I own a copy of Curtain Call. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah. So that is going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast, Jake. I'm going to propose a date for next uh, week. What are we doing? Wednesday night. We have Bachelorette on Monday. Okay. Are we going to be kicking up a little Bachelorette review Wednesday? I work normal hours now, so honestly, yeah. Perfect. A little man, bit, yeah. The man works normal hours. He will be in front of the television at 8 o'clock. Yeah, so you will get, You will get your full Bachelorette review. Two hours, right? Two hours, yes. Starts at what time? 8 o'clock eight. probably? 8 o'clock. Eight to ten. Who's the host? Oh, it's Tasha and um, it's Tasha and Caitlin. Then David Spade and Paradise. That's gonna be a good time. David Spade Paradise, which is gonna be a fun time. But I'm just happy we're actually getting a Paradise. I was told the show is in some serious doubt after the Michelle season. I hope you're wrong. They they're done wrapping up with Michelle, right? Yep, they're done. Very weird how it's two bachelorettes and not a bachelor after the bachelorette. I don't know if they've done that before. I mean, you know what? I'm actually kind of thrilled just because bachelor general, the bachelors recently Sucked. have been awful. So, you know what? I, I really don't have a problem with it. Just let Ben Smith be the bachelor. Please God, please God have Ben be the bachelor. Oh my God. That would be amazing. He'd be great. He would He'd be, be great. Fucking great. He would be great. And then just send Bennett to paradise, please. Please, 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 please send King Bennett to paradise. Ben- Bennett and Ed. Um, what are the characters are there? Daisy would be a good one. Oh, well, Dale, and Dale paradise. And, isn't Excellent. Dale and Claire like back a thing now? Or oh, not really? yeah, that's right. They are. They are back as a thing. Fuck. Imagine, imagine Matt James went there. <laughs> that would be so. Rachel and uh, Matt are back together. 
They were in the Hamptons. I saw that. They are fucking back together. Unbelievable. Imagine, imagine you're out in the Hamptons and you ran into Matt James at the Hamptons. You're a simp. You're a racist. Done. Yeah. Have a nice oh, day, you two. God. Did I tell you who Absolute I saw? Did mess. I tell you who I? Speaking of running into people, did I tell you who I ran into at the uh, Nets game on uh, Saturday night? Please share. I was at the team store buying a snapback, right? Because I needed a new one. Yeah. I turn around, and standing right behind me on the line is Evan Roberts. No way. I should have took a picture with him, but I'm not really like that. Famous people. I'm not like, hey man, yeah. can you take a picture with me? Like, you want to sign an autograph? Yeah, if like somebody, if like I was out and some stranger was like, I'd take a picture of you, I'd be like, what, what the fuck? Like, I'm not like, you know, this is right. weird. Like, I was like, oh, I'm like, sup, Ev? Yeah, I was just talking to him. Like, how's Benango doing? It's like playing golf. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, you know, you know, we got this. We got, you know, good dude though. It was cool. Really good dude. Really short dude too. I gotta say, he was pretty short. Interesting. Yeah, really nice guy though. Really I, normal I, guy. Like, no one was even like around. He was just a normal guy in the line trying to buy a shirt. Interesting. Yeah. That no one was able to pick him out of the crowd. That's even when I was saying something to him, like no one said, like, oh my God, that's Evan Roberts. Like afternoon drive, WFAN. He does a great job at Craig Carton. I'm glad that they've uh because I can't stand the Michael K show. I can't stand Michael K and I can't stand Don LaGreca. No, I can't I can't tolerate Michael K show. I mean, I will I will say Craig Carton has redeemed himself. Yeah. I agree. He's really, really redeemed himself, and I Oh, how do I put this? I think there is an avenue for him to be back Boomer and Carton. I think there's a way. I think I think Carton loves Evan, though, man, dude. They love I think each Carton other. loves Evan, and I think Boomer is really, really good with Gio. Yeah, but – and the thing is also, like, you know, I like Carton more now than when he was on Boomer and Carton because when he was on Boomer and Carton, he was an asshole. Like yes. now he's much more humbled, like grateful for everything. Absolutely. Like, and you got to remember, you know, Evan, Evan could have said like, I'm not working with this guy. Like I'm under contract. Like, you know, like Evan gave him a chance, man. Like, yep. you know, I, I'm, I think Craig appreciates that, but I, I like it the way it is right now. I think they could use an upgrade in the midday show from uh, Moose and Maggie. I think that's pretty bad. Yeah. But, I think it is terrible. You know, who would be a great midday show host would be, they do a podcast together. It would be Ryan Rucco and CC Sabathia. I absolutely great. love Ryan Rucco. Ryan Rucco is excellent. Man, let me tell you something, man. No yeah, better broadcasting team than the Nets broadcasting team with Ian Eagle, Sarah Kustak, Richard Jefferson. And then when Ian Eagle's doing the primetime games or something else, you have Ryan Rucco filling in. Come on. Nobody beats that. I love Ian Eagle. Absolutely love, love Ian Eagle. There's nobody Trek. better. And Sarah Richard- Kustak, great girl. She's great. She Better is one very, time, very actually, good. at the Barclays Center. Really nice woman, too. She's very smart. She's Dude, very, very still, smart. Still the all-time leader in threes in college basketball women's history. Yes, she is. Richard Jefferson, on the other hand. Love him. Fuck him. Love RJ. Fuck Love him. RJ. Love Fuck RJ. Richard Jefferson. He's a prick. Love, 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 love RJ, man. Hate, hate, hate RJ. He can love go RJ. fuck himself. Go, absolutely go fuck himself. So that's going to be it for the Basement Talk podcast. Go find us wherever you find your part for your podcast. Subscribe, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love the show. Jake and I will be back next week. Of course, Bachelor Review, Bachelorette Review, excuse me. I really have to get used to saying that one. That is coming next week. Stay tuned for that. So for Jake, I'm Bird. 
everyone, please enjoy the next couple of days. Enjoy the next week. Please have a good one. Love each other. Care for each other. Most importantly, call people. Call everybody that you know. Make sure that they're okay. Make sure that you know that they know that you are there for them. Most importantly, because it is important to be kind to each other. Most importantly. So for Jake, I'm Bert. Bye-bye.